Welcome to Project Give Back Connects, an extension of Project Give Back in the classrooms, dedicated to inspiring young students to become empathetic, understanding, and community-minded leaders. Project Give Back Connects offers a dose of inspiration and thoughts for discussion. Each live episode is taped and shared with classroom teachers and their students. Sit back, get cozy, let's get connected. Well, hi everybody. So nice to see you all. We have a wonderful show tonight, a nice half hour inspiring show. But I just wanna start off and tell you a little story. Years ago, when I first took Project Give Back on the road and out of my own classroom, I was sitting in a classroom when one of our students was at the front and she was talking about what really mattered to her. And her name was Jessica. And she stood up there and said, guys, I'm going to teach you about the difference between an anxiety and a worry. And we all sat there and she said, just think about putting your locker, your lunch in your locker. Okay, just think about that. And then you come to the classroom. Now, a worry might be you're sitting in class and you think about your lunch and you think, hmm, did I put it in my locker? And then you think about it for a minute. And then you get back to school and you can function and you listen. An anxiety would be almost the same thing, except you would think, hmm, I wonder if I put my lunch in my locker. And that thought can never leave you. And as time goes on, it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger until you, you can't even pay attention and you can't function because whatever it is will not leave your head. And that, she said, that is an anxiety. And then we just ended up having most incredible conversation as a class between anxieties and worries. And what we learned is most people in that class have anxieties. And now we know that a huge amount of people, young and old, all struggle with anxieties. So today, that's what our show is on. It's only a half hour and we could just scratch the surface, but it gets us talking and so thrilled to have our special visitors here today. And we're going to start off with a young friend. Her name is Ella and she took all of this and put it in just the most beautiful context. So Ella, welcome. Uh, thank you so much, Ellen, um, for letting me be part of this special event. Uh, I'm so excited to be here. So my name's Ella, um, I'm 12 years old, and I'm here today because I'm really passionate about uh, the stigma around mental health awareness. Um, and today I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about my experience and one of the challenges that I live with daily. Um, so when I was around eight, I started to have things I like to call wonky thoughts. Um, and then as time went on, I got wonky thoughts every day. And when they, they were stopping me from doing things that I loved, and I started to realize that I was having anxiety. We went to a therapist that is one of my favorite people, and I went to her for about two years before realizing that I should try medication. I was very worried about going on medication. I was worried that it was going to change me, make me a worse person. But then I tried it for the first day, and it wasn't all that bad. Now I'm still to this day on this medication and it has helped me and changed my life in a great way completely. 
For example, rather than staying stuck on my wonky thought and ruminating on them, I am able to use my tools and see them as clouds passing in my brain. Now I want to share a poem that I wrote. Anxiety is like a plant. The more you water it, the more it grows. Anxiety is a monster creeping and watching you, getting ready to pounce. Anxiety is so, I feel so worried I have a lump in my throat. It is a bad feeling to get. Deep breaths in and out will help. I thought anxiety was not normal, but I learned that it is. Anxiety is part of everyone. This poem was written during my grade five year in the IB program where I had chosen to do it as a final project on anxiety. Along with this poem, I had also wrote a children's book of tools to help other kids who are suffering from similar issues. So I, what I want everyone to take away today is that as Ricky Rogers once said, strength does not come from what you can do. It comes from overcoming the things that you once thought you couldn't. Thank you. Wow. Wow, Ella, that was so brave and so inspiring. And please continue to make an impact and please continue um, to share, share your thoughts. It's really brave and really hard. And as you said, there's a real stigma attached to it. So you're breaking that stigma. And thank you so much for that. Thank you, Ellen. And you're adorable. Oh my gosh, you're so cute. <laughs> okay, our next guest He's a very close family member, and he's been singing to our family since we were, since Jacob was quite young. Uh, Seth Zosky is at Sheridan College. He's graduating this year. He's part of a group called Season, who just won Canada's Got Talent, and he was personally invited with his group to to sing with on America's Got Talent by Simon Cowell. So he is one awesome guy. And hi, Seth, welcome. Hi, Ellen, oh, thank you. Coming from the sweetest woman alive. Um, so yes, my name is Seth. I'm a musician, singer, songwriter, uh, performer. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to preface my performance here, I'm going to do a little mashup for you. Um, but I wanted to first say something um, similar to Ella. Um, it was beautifully put. I don't even know how to follow that. Um, but uh, I too struggle with anxiety. Um, I, I, I do suffer from uh, catastrophic thinking. Um, and um, I have been on medication for it for now, well, a year and a bit. And it's just like Ella said, it's not all that bad. So to those who are suffering and don't feel like you don't feel like you feel comfortable, please, please, I encourage you to reach out to even one person and just talk to them and tell them what you're feeling. Um, I think it's super important. Um, and so I wrote a song about my anxiety. Um, it's called Just Breathe, um, because a lot of the times when I'd be feeling these thoughts, thinking these thoughts, and my, I'd have my heart would be racing, and I would be told to just breathe by everyone. And while it did help sometimes, um, it wasn't always the best. Um, to put it 
anyway. Um, so the, the song is about reaching out, coming to terms with what you're feeling um, and, and moving forward with your life, knowing that you can do this. You really, you can do this. So, and then I'm going to do, I'm going to mash it up with something that uh, you all should know. Sitting here feeling calm That funny feeling comes along It happens many times a day When it hits me, I have no words to say just breathe, just breathe, and it will all be solved. Just breathe, just breathe, and it will all be gone. Cause it passes by, and I just wanna cry. It sticks with me all the time. When I see it coming, I just start running. Cause there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to hide Sometimes it comes and goes Sometimes it'll happen and I won't even know I laugh it off like it's a joke When really inside I feel broke just breathe just breathe and it will all be solved just breathe just breathe and it will all be gone because it passes by and i just want to cry it sticks with me all the time but when i see it come in i just start running because there's nowhere to hide there's nowhere to hide Help me Feels like the walls are caving in Sometimes I feel like giving up But I just can't It isn't in my blood Laying on the bathroom floor Feeling nothing Overwhelmed and insecure Give me something I can take to ease my mind slowly just have a drink and you'll feel better Just take her home and you'll feel better Keep telling me that it gets better Does it ever Help me It's like the walls are caving in Sometimes I feel like giving up No medicine is strong enough Someone help me Crawling in my skin Sometimes I feel like giving up But I just can't It isn't in my blood
need somebody now. I need somebody now. Someone to help me out. I need somebody now. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Beth, you are you are something. Yes, <laughs> you know that. Thank you so much. Um, from your number one fan, I think you just gained a lot more, Seth. And we're just cheering you on. And it's so much fun to watch your journey. And thank you. Thanks for being so brave and so honest and so talented. <laughs> thank you so much, Ellen. Thank you. Thanks, Seth. So for our expert today, I'd like to introduce you to Leanne Matlow. I'm gonna to have to read her introduction here, but uh, Leanne is the founder of Mental Health Empowerment Day. That's a symposium to increase the understanding of parents, teachers and counselors and youth regarding mental health issues. She is a teacher, a guidance counselor and a cognitive behavioral therapist specializing in anxiety for children and adolescents. And she's a pretty awesome human being. Leanne, thank you so much for being here and sharing some wisdom with us. Well, my, first of all, amazing job, Ella and Seth, and you literally took everything I wanna say and just lived it. And so I thank you because it's gonna make it easier for everyone who's watching this to understand. Um, I feel very blessed to have met Ellen when she was like pioneering her Project Give Back days. And I take anything that I've ever been able to create, um, including Mental Health Empowerment Day, is really an older version of Project Give Back to follow in Ellen's, um, in her aura, to be able to create something that hopefully touches a whole bunch of people. So thank you to Ellen. And you brave young people, um, what, I, what I always want people to know is that you're not alone. Um, anxiety is something, as Ellen prefaced this whole um, half an hour with, is anxiety is inborn. We're born with it. And what is even more important to understand is we need it. And it's not all bad. Anxiety is the thing that makes you get to school on time, that encourages you to study for a test, that gets you to get out of the way when a bus is coming and we need it. So my job, and I'm gonna explain it to you in a second how I got here, but is to really teach young people um, how to use certain tools, exactly how Ella said, to have a toolkit and um, to be able to go forward into the world and face all the challenges that the world has to offer. And having anxiety is not a choice, um, it just is. And some people have a little too much of a good thing as we're on the you know, eve of Halloween almost. You know, it's like having too much candy. Anxiety is something that we need, but for some of us, because of the way our brains are wired, we have too much of a good thing. So as you noticed, when I said that, I said us. So I come to you and have only come um, to be so interested in this topic because I think I was Ella. I was never as talented as Seth, um, maybe in the writing Ella, um, 
but I believe that as a child, I always suffered with anxiety and um, they didn't know what to do with it. It was, they told me I had an ulcer, all kinds of odd things, but somehow I managed to, you know, get through growing up and my first degree in university and, and all different things. But as I went on and on in school, and further and further, as Ellen said, as a special education teacher and a guidance counselor, ultimately, what I found is I became less and less interested in the reading and writing and became more and more interested in what was stopping people from doing the things that they love to do. And exactly as Ella described it and Seth described it, it's your thoughts. It's not your feelings and it's not your actions. It's really how we think. And we give some really odd messages to children and adults. We are forever asking people, how are you? When to be honest, we don't really care how they are. It's just a nice thing to say. And the second thing as teachers and parents, we often say, what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing, right? So that's about what people's actions are. But really at the core of anxiety, is really the biggest question should be, what are you thinking? And we all, for whatever reason, well, um, have fallen to patterns of thinking. And those of us whose brains are wired a certain way, who for some reason that we can't explain, happen to fall into these thinking traps. Seth used the word, he catastrophized, right? He would take a little event and make it, you know, to make it blow things out of proportion. Some people jump to conclusions or they mind read. They know what everyone else around them is thinking. And there's a whole bunch of different thought patterns that people fall into. But the most important thing to know, if this is you, is that there is help and there is hope. Anxiety does not have to run your life. Those anxious thoughts can be tamed. There are tools we can use. And the two people who spoke before me mentioned medication. That is one, but I don't want people to be scared of it ever or to think it's the only one. There's other tools and tricks that we do teach kids. And hopefully in school, you're doing some of these things like mindfulness training, or learning to do certain um, yoga, or um, it's funny to me that Seth said that about breathing, because I've had clients of mine say, if you're just here to tell me to breathe, Leanne, go home. Because it, it actually, for many people who are suffering from anxiety, it seems dismissive to tell them to breathe, right? Just as it's dismissive to say, be happy. What are you upset about? It's not, it, anxiety, and I really want people to know this, it's not a choice. It just is the way our brain is wired and that the secret is to harness it to be our friend. At the core of anxiety is a one very important word, which is uncertainty, right? We all want certainty. Here we are living in a pandemic and there's a whole bunch of uncertainty. So many people are finding that their anxiety has risen, right? That they're feeling even more anxious. And statistically, when I went and started my training, they were talking about one in five students, 25%. It's now down to one in three, which means in any given classroom and in most families, there is somebody who is suffering from anxiety. And I really, really, again, want people to know that they need to say something 
I need them people to know that this is not a lifelong curse. It's something that you can harness and become empowered with, and you can turn it into something good. And we never have absolute certainty. So we need to learn to live with the pieces in the world that we can't control, with the pieces in the world where sometimes it'll be the idea being that let's see what happens. And being able to say to yourself, whatever happens, I'm gonna be able to manage it. So what we look for with anxiety and for the students that are watching today and parents who may hear this, I want you to know that often what we're looking for is not what children are doing, but what they're not doing. If you're avoiding things like going out for recess, trying out for the school play, um, taking a new class, going over to a new friend's home, in the days we could go to friends' homes, um, we wanna be aware of what we're not doing. And those are the things that become moments where we wanna address the anxiety. And we wanna help people be planful. We want to have, help them have coping skills. And one of those things, and one of the messages I always wanna give is number one, you can't control your thoughts. They come into your head. It's not about controlling them. It's about whether you act on them, right? We can all have thoughts that are unpleasant, maybe very dramatic, maybe even evil or bad, but that doesn't have to define us. They just are things that pop into our head. And we know a couple of good things about anxious people. So if you are one, they tend to be, and listen to this, very smart, very kind, and very creative. So we have some good evidence right here on um, our project give back tonight that, that prove those two things. But asking for help is a sign of strength. Telling people that these wonky thoughts, as Ella put it, are coming into your head and that you're having trouble getting rid of them. We want people to be planful, to know ahead, what could I do if? And remember that those that you have to plan for um, how you're gonna respond to the best of your ability. But if you continue to ask and have all kinds of questions, what if this, what if that, what if this, I'm not gonna be able to handle it. Those are the moments that you need to speak to someone and say something. So a few strategies that you can use in a nutshell. Number one is not everything that you think is true. I wanna plaster that on people's um, refrigerators. Number two, Ask for help. It's a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. You are not alone and we are living in 2020. We have ways that we can help you. Number three, to start to understand that you can't control everything and you have to be willing to sort of put yourself out there. The way out, and these young people would attest to this, the way out of living within this fear bubble and this anxiety is literally what's plastered at Lululemon on their bags. Do the thing that scares you the most. So have a plan for what you're going to do. Slowly push yourself. It's called exposure to try the things that you won't, that you think, remember, think you can't do. Get out there and try them. Have a plan if it works. Have a plan if it doesn't work. Break it up into smaller pieces, just like you would a math problem. Divide it up. First, I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this. And test out your hypotheses. Test out your thoughts. Can I really do it? 
the sense of accomplishment that you can feel is enormous. So that takes us back to how can you help somebody, which is usually a question. What do I do if my friend tells me they're very nervous about them, about something that's happening in their lives? Well, first of all, some problems are too big for kids to solve. So find a trusted adult, whether it's your teacher, your parent, your aunt, your uncle, it's very important to say something. Also, remember that you can learn to solve the problem yourself, right? We all have this ability. Nobody can see what we think, but no one also knows what we're saying in our own heads. We can calm ourselves down by having some good positive self-talk thoughts. That doesn't mean be happy, be happy, be happy, but it means I'm going to be okay. I can do this. I can tolerate a little bit of discomfort. I've done this before. Those are the ways that we can do things. Put down your phone sometimes, look people in the face, don't watch too much news, don't read too much news. It doesn't help, it just adds to people's anxiety. Exercise, eat right, get enough sleep. These are the things that we can do to positively manage our anxiety. And those are recommendations that go whether you're three or 103. Um, remember that if you're struggling, there is help and there is hope. And to that end, I want to say that if anyone ever has any questions that they want answered, I'm happy to. We have a website at mhed.ca and we will provide issues and answers and things that can help. Um, individuals. We want to empower people to talk, we want to educate, and we want to build community. So I thank Ellen for drawing attention to this very important issue and to the young people, one of which another one is just about to speak, who have taken this issue on and are ending stigma by saying, this is me and I'm amazing. And that is where, that is who anxious people are. So don't be scared of labels. Well, you are amazing. Thank you, Leanne. So honest, so direct, and so helpful. Uh, Leanne has also written two books. One is Thinking About Thoughts, and it's a wonderful book for young people to how to talk to themselves. And what's the name of your other book, Leanne? The other book is called Tell Me. And it's what the sibling experience of having a someone in your home that's struggling with anxiety. And how can people get these books, Leanne, on your... They're on, they're on Amazon or reach out to me. Um, I'm happy to help you. This one, this is the one most people have seen. That's thinking about thoughts. It's a great way to start a conversation um about this topic and it has some really fun i didn't draw it it's got some really cool drawings and some kind of where's waldo moments so it's a really fun way to start a discussion about anxiety thank you leanne really Thanks, you coming on just thank you okay so next our friend mia adler hi mia uh knows leanne and she got really pumped up about what Leanne was doing. And uh, 
This summer, she did something I would say that was delicious, right, Mia? <laughs> so Mia, will you tell us about that, please? Thank you so much, Ellen, for letting me speak today. Hi, my name is Mia Adler and I work with the Project Give Back teacher, Cher Daniels and her daughter, Kelly, to raise money for Mental Health Empowerment Day. Mental Health Empowerment Day, or MHED, is a nonprofit organization that works with kids and adults, sometimes going into schools or holding workshops. The founder of MHED is Leanne Matlow. I developed my project in steps. First, I needed a worthy organization. I had a bunch of ideas, but when I thought of MHED, I knew it was the one. I know Leanne and I love what she does and how she does it. Next came the planning. Do I wanna sell food? Do I wanna do an activity? But when I thought about people sending cookies to make their day brighter, I knew it was the one. I love food and I love seeing people happy, so it was the perfect idea. I knew I was gonna need help. As many of you knew, know, I partnered with Sam Sweet Creations. I figured it was gonna be a lot of hard work, but I was ready for that challenge. It was a weekly challenge, writing cards, delivering the cookies, packaging, and getting the cookies. We went all over the city from Maple Thorn Hill all the way south downtown. And it was such a great experience and I got to see things that I've never seen before. I did all of that for five weeks and I ended up raising over $4,000. And I couldn't have asked for more support because I wouldn't have been able to raise this much money without this amazing community. Thank you so much. Yeah, you rock. In Project Give Back, we call children like Mia, well, almost women, because you're having your bat mitzvah, but like Mia, kidspirations, kids who inspire. Mia, you nailed it. Thank you so much, honey. Thanks for Thank you. So it's now time to talk with Lindsay and hear what are, is happening in Kindness Corner and hear our challenge of the week. Hi, Lens. Hi, everyone. And you know what makes me feel less anxious is helping people. And there's a lot of evidence behind that. I'm sure Leanne could tell you all. Um, with my co-founders at one to give right now we're crowdsourcing donations for youth without shelter. And this isn't any ordinary shelter. They specialize in teenagers and young adults, 16 to 24. And it was started by a group of teachers and guidance counselors who saw a real gap in the shelter system. Young adults have specific needs. So Youth Without Shelter works on education, job training, recreation programs. Their goal is to make each of these youth feel good about themselves and transition to independent living. And right now with the pandemic, they have to spend so much more money on PPE, cleaning supplies, keeping everyone distant in a shelter, which sounds almost impossible. So one to give steps in and we collect small items. Our idea is no donation is too small. And how do we know what to collect? We asked, what do you need? And it's small, simple items like shampoo and conditioner, shaving cream and razors and gift cards. We have drop spots all over the city. We also have an Amazon wish list. We're collecting until next Friday. We're also looking for lots of art. We're gonna make a huge gratitude wall all over the shelter to brighten up the space and to really send the message that together we can make a difference. 
So remember, kindness is really contagious. Thank you, Lindsay. That's, that's wonderful. What a great cause. And we love what you're doing. So you can reach out to Lindsay or anybody can help at one to give, right, Lindsay? Okay. Follow us. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Thank you. Guys, that ends our third episode. It was, I'm going to put you on gallery so I could see you all. I'm on speaker view. There you all are. It was so nice seeing you. And thank you for coming. And together, we can make such a big difference. Let's embrace each other. Let's help each other. Let's learn from each other. And we have a really great show in two weeks. So can't wait to see you. Bye, everybody. Open your heart today.